97-esque band, The Future of Rock and Roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode 17. On today's show, Simone shares some late-night tragedies, touching human brains is discussed, and a hard look at Christian love is taken before reverting the conversation back to wieners. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong okay. I I received two pieces of sad news last night. Uh, How sad? about... 20 seconds. Well, it just depends on your perspective on life, really. But um, <laughs> for me, they were quite sad. Well, first, Greg sent me a text message with a link. So I opened the link and it said that Dippin' Dots has filed for bankruptcy. I saw that. <laughs> you saw that? I saw Isn't that. Isn't it so fucking sad? I love Dippin' Dots. It's the ice cream of the future. It was the future like in 1985. What? I felt no, I, it's the, I felt it was so futuristic when I was like 10. But Really? I yeah. didn't even know how long it had been around. I never had it until maybe in the last 7 years. Did they not have yeah. it in Australia? They do now, but they didn't when I was growing up. So oh. um, so the fact that you're now telling me that you didn't find it really futuristic anymore, it makes me kind of sad. But when I first found it, I thought it was very futuristic. And Greg and I were always arguing about whether or not it was the ice cream of the future. And he's like, it's not. And I said, it says it on the cup. It's the ice cream of the future. Since when are you someone to believe whatever it says on the cup? Well, when I want to believe it. And when it's just amazing and little miracle balls of ice cream. I, I, the proof is in, dare I say, the pudding, where, or the ice cream in this case, because it, it's, I mean, they're little orbs of ice cream. I, I don't, and, 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 like, Greg and I argue about this for so long, and then there was an article in The Onion where a man from the future came to present time to explain that, <laughs> that everybody ate different nuts in the future. <laughs> it was so funny, and I, like, found it, and I said to Greg, see? is the ice cream of the future Aww. but it looks like it's soon to be the ice cream of the past and there are some knockoff versions of it but they're terrible I do, I've never seen one knockoff version of it there's one at like just my local supermarket and I got it like cool Dippin' Dots but they were not actual Dippin' Dots and they were just loud. I think I threw it away like I couldn't even wow. finish it but um, but yeah apparently uh, I guess re- regular Dippin' Dots this is a quote from the article it isn't sold in grocery stores because of its extreme cooling requirements yeah it needs <laughs> like liquid nitrogen to keep it yeah and according to the company's proposed spending budget it will need at least twenty three thousand dollars to pay for liquid liquid nitrogen alone through the end of the year wow <laughs> so poor dip and dots i hope Aww. that they somehow get it together because it's just kind of you know all this time i've spent you know championing dip and dots it's it's gonna go down the drain well you know how so that was sad it's called the ice cream of the future but just makes me think of the time that carrie was on um jury duty and it was a rape case but they said uh-huh. that the girl she goes i've had to hear the term digital rape i don't know how many times this week because i guess he didn't actually fully rape her but like <laughs> violated oh. her digitally and she goes oh. every time they say digital rape i just think it's the rape of the future <laughs> <laughs> that is so fucked up but 
hilarious also. Digital rape, the rape of the future. <laughs> That's seriously disturbing. But yeah, but I know I couldn't even figure it out when you first said digital rape. I just, I, I was just thinking of digital display. That's oh, where wow. my mind went. So I thought, was it online? I, I was confused. I know, exactly. Because it's the rape of the future. Um, the rape of the you future. You don't know about it well, yet. That's, so you were confused. Yeah, it's coming. Uh, the other sad thing that happened last night was I was like 1.30 and I was just about to go to sleep and I looked at my Twitter feed and the never-ending story played at a theater in LA at the New Art and Noah Hathaway, who played Atreyu, was in attendance oh. and I didn't know about it. <gasps> Atreyu! Oh, I'm so, I'm so sad. sad. I loved him. Yeah. Love Did you love that movie? I loved that movie. I watched it over and over at Andrea Onstein's house in fourth grade. It's such a good movie. I saw it in the theater. My mom really? took us and she was like, I can't, my mom hates fantasy. So she was like, I can't watch these movies with these <laughs> flying dogs and crying mud mountains. <laughs> I kind of can't blame Crying her. mud mountains. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so she never liked it, but I, I loved it ever since then. But what's creepy is like, you know, I've always thought, oh, no, Hathaway, Atreyu is so hot. And then like, I look at it and he's like this boy and I feel like such a pervert because I, I still remember him like looking at him that way. But then when I see him, like in my mind, he's like kind of aged to a teenager. That's at least not <laughs> as, you know, like like almost legal. And then and then and then I look at him, I'm like, oh, my God, he's like 10 years old. <laughs> and then I feel horrible. But, you know, he was like a perfect little crush for a, for a child. So anyway, and he, and he grew up to be a hot adult, too. So it's unfortunate that I did not get to go to that last night. Yeah, maybe he's still in but town he, today. Maybe. Maybe he lives here. Probably he Follow does, him on but, Twitter yeah. and see what he's up to. Awesome. Yeah, I should. So we seem to have a, some peace for recording today. What have you done with the kids? Oh, David um, took them out because our friend Matthew Lunn is in town. He's a Pixar animator, and um, he uh -huh. comes up here. Some like there's a school here, some the Seattle Art whatever Institute will have him teach drawing courses. So he comes up every few months, and um, right now he's in town, and they are all at the Pacific Science Center touching a human brain. <laughs> awesome it's a big that's brain it's brain cool. week at the science center so they're all very excited that's about seeing a real so one cool. and getting to poke it gosh you know what's sick is like i've been to the body worlds exhibit and now i can't remember i know i touched some i think i touched a liver wow. and i touched a heart mm. but i can't remember if i touched a brain that's how jaded we're becoming that you can touch a brain and completely forget about it <laughs> so Maybe I, i'd like to think i touched a brain i know i've touched a human skull but um, in in Paris last year, but I have not. I can't remember if I touched a brain. Well, but, um, um, but that Body Worlds exhibit. You said you'd never been to it. Is that right? Oh yeah, when it was here, I didn't go. I kind of wanted to, but um, everyone kept talking about how these people died under mysterious circumstances. Because you know it's just like these corpses that are standing up and cut open, so you can see. And that's awesome. I would love to see that. But I just remember yeah. everybody saying <laughs> they all looked really healthy and young and. There was no visible yeah. injury, so we don't know how they died. Well, no, there are because there's different people have do like some people like this person died of lung cancer, and oh. like this you can see the different things that happen. But what's strange about because supposedly all the people in it have like donated their body to science. And when I first saw it, it was like the first I'd heard of it. It was it was here in LA, and I went to it with my sister Bunyan, and and you know it was like cool, we've got to see this thing while we can. And then over the next year and a half, every city I would visit seemed to have one, and. 
and it was mm -hmm. like, how many of these? There's already like so many bodies in the in the first one I went to, and now they're everywhere you go. And then there's rumors were going around about them being like Chinese political prisoners, yes, and that's who that's they were using. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, and I don't want to like be promoting that if that's not true and just some rumor that was started. But it is kind of troubling as to where all these bodies came from. But um, it, there was one that I saw where it was like, because most of them they're skinned, and you're just looking at the muscles and the insides, and you know they're pulled apart in different ways. But this one was just like a complete body, like it wasn't skinned or anything, and it was just sliced down the side five oh. times. So you get like, and they were a like spaced apart. Yeah, so but it was just like down his back, so you wow. get a little bit of shoulder blade in his butt, like just the tiniest little sliver of his butt, because it was just perfectly going down. And then the next section, so yeah, it just was sliced uh, head to toe. Oh my god! Five times and then spread out six feet apart. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And then like he had a little pop belly, so I think the last sliver had the tip of his nose and like the slice of his belly. So oh that was probably god. the one That's that stuck amazing. with me the most. Yeah, it was totally cool. Did they have his wiener? Yes, the wiener was there. So. Very good. And he had a tattoo on his arm. <laughs> that was his Chinese political prisoner that. tattoo, like they marked the Jews in <laughs> the Holocaust. Oh, I think it was something more innocuous, thankfully. See that, unless they or was it a it dolphin on to his cover ankle. their tracks. <laughs> a dolphin on his ankle. <laughs> a Chinese symbol for peace on his lower back. <laughs> yes. So, so Halloween's just was just upon us. Um, I was working at a trade show, so I got all costume up just for our customers. Oh, you have to put it on the website because your costume was amazing. Oh, thank you. That was okay, the cutest yes. thing ever. Thank you. Well, no one will know what I was. I was a character from, from a fabric, but I will put the picture up anyway so you can compare. A character from <laughs> fabric? I know. Well, what else can I say? There was like a bunch of characters drawn, painted on this fabric, and that's who I went as. So anyway, uh, but tell us about your harrowing. Harrowing. I guess it was harrowing. So your, your harrowing. Halloween was so harrowing. Um, yeah, I went, well, I dressed up kind of half-assedly as a stewardess. I think I was inspired by you talking about your stewardess um, outfit that people always ask you on planes to help them get yeah. <laughs> So I kind of went as that, and it's so cute because the kids, you know, get super excited. So um, for trick-or-treating, we always go out to West Seattle, like our friends live out there, and their son, Cash, his birthday is on, on Halloween, so they always have an awesome party, and then everyone gets to trick-or-treat around their swank neighborhood and everyone gives like full-size Snickers to the kids. It's crazy. Uh -huh. So they really, they really make a haul. But, um, so I walked into this birthday party and I, there's someone that I haven't spoken to in five years mm -hmm. and, and he and his wife were in there at the party and I kind of didn't know what to do. So I like sneaked downstairs and went out the back door and just sat in the car for three hours. <laughs> That's so sad, Stephanie. Isn't that sad? Because I was like, I was going, what What do I do here? Because whenever I see these people, I just want to cry. Yeah. And I'm like, it's it feels immature to, to get up and leave the party and sit in the fucking car. But I was like, if I stay, I'm just going to cry. And that's really going to be bad for the vibes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so anyway... I, I got, was concerned um, for you emotionally and physically. Oh, I'm like, you're in Seattle in, in October. This is not a, this is cold. Cause you know, I'm a it big, was cold. I was ugh. fine. I was happy in the car. I was tweeting and journaling and I had my wool Paddington bear coat on. So I was, <laughs> I was totally happy in the car. But um, um, the next day they both 
I got an email from the wife and um and that like really was upsetting because she after um, I had a fight with this guy his wife told me she couldn't be my friend anymore because she's a loyal Leo <laughs> <laughs> well that's nice and there's no one I don't talk to there is no one I don't talk to on, in the whole world uh-huh. um, so except for my parents uh-huh. they don't and, and that's why this all goes back and this is probably kind of heavy for the podcast but that's okay um, they can handle cause it they can handle it, and people need to talk about stuff. So yeah, we're not all dongs um, and vaginal drippings. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to go to the other end of the spectrum. That's right. Once in a while. So um, yeah, um, I think because uh, I've been, you know, I've talked to my therapist about this, and um, why do these people, you know, why does it hurt so bad, and. Um, why can't you know i i see them without crying and she she's like trying to get me to figure out what the connection is and i know it goes back to the fact that my parents don't talk to me and and these people um kind of what this the this all gen you know started the not talking thing to these people happened when he told he got upset with me and said i can see why your parents don't talk to you anymore that is so not okay so that's yeah and 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 here's the thing is that he says he didn't say that. And so um, his version is very different from mine. And that's kind of how it always is in these sort of things, these falling out. You know, yeah. people are like, I didn't say that. And the other person goes, well, this is what I heard. And um, so that's that's kind of where the tension lies is what do you do with the fact that I heard him say this. And and when he, he sent me an email the day after the party where I sat in the car saying, I would never have said that to you. What I really said was, if you would um, um, talk to them the way you're talking to me, then uh, maybe you wouldn't have such a subservient role under your parents. And um, something like that. Just so know. the opposite said, of, said something, of... Which was kind of actually just as bad as him saying, I can see Yeah, I don't, it just wasn't his place it, it to just, say it, any of that. Well, it's just so painful, yeah. And um, But this all goes back to the fact that... Um, I, I think I'm just really grieved because I thought that I was really close to these people, but the fact that they are capable of of um, not caring, I guess, like not being able to say they're sorry, I think is kind of the problem yeah, cause in anything. Like that's the rub in any relationship you have with absolutely anyone. Like you have to be able to say, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so nobody um, can be completely faultless ma- and they seem to be proceeding yeah. as though they're faultless, which is... Yeah, and so that's just what um, tells me that okay, I can't be around these people if they, if they don't have that kind of space for me because and and David, my husband, you know, tells me they're just not ready to be your friend because you need that from people. Like you can only have people around you who who will be really honest and and can be vulnerable with you. So yeah, um, that's just kind of just how I am. I, I I'm a little weird because I I think because. Um, I don't want to just smooth it over. I want to sit down and talk it out. And I told them this. I replied to them in um, the email they sent me. I'm like, I want to sit, you know, I just, I can't be friends with someone who wants to just smooth it over and not talk it out. I just can't. I can't. I cannot do it. I just can't. Yeah. Well, I I wanted to ask you this about about the whole thing. Before this incident even happened on Halloween, I kind of already had this prepared to to, to ask you about, which was after another incident of you had tried to reach out to, well, this person's been a real dick to you, and we're not going to use his real name, so why don't we just refer to him as Dick? Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) So you reached out to Dick some time ago. 
<laughs> and uh, and tried to you know sort of you know brace all this this stuff and 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 Dick had a very nasty response to that you know sort of like oh like you could have done this five years ago rather than you know owning any anything mm -hmm. so that was that was really dickish and yeah. then in you explaining all this to me you said something about you know you know about loving him and I just couldn't understand because I mean the fight happened in the first place not just from him saying that but rather a series of he's just a dick in general to everybody and just says really fucked things to people and you couldn't kind of handle that anymore so you you know you were kind of approaching that right so mm -hmm. so I don't understand like you said you loved him and it was almost I wondered if it's this kind of Christian thing of needing to love everybody like Jesus said love everyone as I have loved you or whatever the the, the quote is mm -hmm. what do you think about that yeah, I think it must be some kind of Christian thing because it doesn't make any sense. Like, I really love him. Like, even though um, he's hurt my feelings so bad, I just... But wh what's to love um, about him? I don't understand someone that's that cruel to I, you, what, what you would love yeah, about him. I I do. Um, and I'm... I, yeah, ever since you asked me that, I'm like, yeah, what is that? Because when I see him, I just kind of I identify with him because I'm a dick, too. Like, I've done dickish things, like, ever since he hurt my feelings. I've told so many people in Seattle, around Seattle, I'm like, this guy is an asshole, and this is what he did, you know? So I, you know, I feel like I identify with whatever he's done, and um, I feel too that when people um, kind of lash out at you, it's it's it goes back deep because everyone acts out of their story in accordance to what has happened to them in their life. But there's a difference and between I, relating I, to people and, mm -hmm. and then loving them just because you relate to them. And then that sounds kind of narcissistic. Like, oh, I relate to this person, so I should love them. I, I, I still don't get that. Um, well, I guess I see, I kind of, I feel all this compassion for him. Like, I feel like he has been hurt so deeply by other people. Uh -huh. And I see kind of like, I, I see my son, you know, my nine-year-old son kind of in, in a way when I look at him, uh -huh. I'm like, oh, I just want to hug him. Right. Like, and I can't explain that. And I think it might be a, a Jesus thing or something. I don't know. Because it, it, it just doesn't really make that much sense. <laughs> because I was thinking about in terms of sex, the Christians and all religions trying to push this whole protection of sex and saving it for this one important person. But then when it comes to love, I mean, Christians are kind of love whores. Like, let's just love everybody. Let's just throw it around town and, and love everybody. But it's just so much in conflict with, with sex, which is supposed to save and protect. So, and, and, and I wonder, like, if, you, if people, this whole promotion of loving everybody, but kind of devalues the love that you have for the people who are really good to you, if you're just going to love some yeah. dick. You know what I mean? What do you think of that? Am I just sounding like a well, stupid, heartless I atheist? Mean, I'm having, I have sex. <laughs> with the people who really love me. <laughs> I'm not having sex with a dick. <laughs> but that's the thing. You're, 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 not, you're not, you know, tossing it around, you know, and that's why it, yeah. it's, uh, and, you know, and, and again, like, I love the people who, you know, who are good to me and that, you know, I, I feel like I save love for, you know, the right people, not just anyone who's kind of mean to me because it's, it's too painful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to me why I would love a person that's mean. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just feel like he he still deserves that love, and I, but I'm not res I don't respond to him out of a sense of duty. It's because um, I kind of don't want to love him because it's really a pain in the ass. I'm like it would be so much easier if I didn't feel compassion for him. And, Is there a difference between compassion he, I, and love, though? I think that they're kind of the same. I think they're different kinds of love. Um, yeah. 
because I love you differently than I love David and, yeah. and Judah and Law. Yeah, know, that sort of, of course. Thing. And, and the person who who's nice to me at Blockbuster, like <laughs> I love you all. <laughs> it's all different. I guess I don't know. Hmm. hmm. It's very, hmm. very. It's it's just um, one of those very strange things that I hope that can get healed and. Um, I still have hope, so I don't know. That might be another Christian thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even, but I, I think, I don't know that it's a Christian thing because I definitely like to resolve things. I'm always someone who will try to come to a resolution. I want to talk things out. I'm willing to, Good. you know, admit that where I'm wrong. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the traits that you might be calling Christian, I feel like I have anyway, you know, without any, exactly. any Christian values. So, I, again, I'm wondering if it's one of those yeah. things where just human values get attributed to Christianity when, you know, Know, any thinking person uh -huh. couldn't do it and also there's plenty of christians who don't mm -hmm. don't you know have these same values exactly so well you know what is funny is that um because jesus said you, they'll know you're christians by your love and so that makes me think that the people who call themselves christians but aren't loving maybe they aren't really actually christians well, I, well i'm saying it's not anything loving has anything to do with being christian i just think it has to do with the person you know right. that, that christianity may, may it's like taking a good idea and, and jumping on it you yeah. know and then calling it love yours. is everywhere it is it's not exactly. it's not like all exclusive. religions you know talk about love in some way yeah. in some way some of the many There's, different and that, ways why actually <laughs> i know and this is why i don't like to call myself a christian either i'm just um I'm like, I, I don't know what I am. I'm completely fascinated by who Christ was. And I, I love reading like all these kind of st translations from the original languages, uh -huh. the accounts of him, you know, but I don't like to go around saying that I'm a Christian, you know, because it's just got such a bad connotation. Cause yeah. What, and they're, I, they're assholes. Yeah, a lot of them. Are, well, that's, and it goes goes to the whole, th whole thing, like what I was just saying, that it's it's taking a bunch of things that are floating around anyway and calling it something. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, why have the the label of oh, this is a Christian value and this is not? Mm -hmm. It's like it's mm -hmm. it's a human value to to want to love and forgive and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But just because Jesus preached it so loud and clearly, it kind of gets attributed to that. But I don't think that's fair because I don't think it has anything to do with my my uh, desire to do those things so right. yeah but yeah i have i have no idea where it comes from <laughs> <laughs> that was heavy that's that was a heavy dong that heavy can we talk about wieners now? <laughs> yeah let's talk about wieners <laughs> Um, well, I don't have any wieners, but we have uh, we have another installment of Taco Bell news. Think outside the bun. You just laugh at that the same every time, like you've just heard it for the first time. I, I love that. I think of the I think of the dong. I <laughs> That's kind of coming out, and it says dong in my head. Yes, when dong. It makes the sound. So good. Okay, man firebombs Taco Bell for media chalupa. <laughs> Oh boy. A disgruntled customer apparently <laughs> threw a Molotov cocktail outside the drive-thru window of an Albany, Georgia Taco Bell after complaining that his two XXL Taco Bell chalupas weren't living up to their promise of having extra meat. Oh, XXL. XXL Taco Bell chalupas. <laughs> wow. I guess as the as the population grew into XXL sizes, they needed to it's, have the tacos to oh meet their God. needs. It's Oh God! What's that Mike Judge movie that I, I'm blanking on? Idiocracy. The name. It's Idiocracy. 
It's here. It's here. XXL Chalupas, Simone, and Firebomb. Oh, I know. It's here. That movie depressed me for its. it's <laughs> Mike Judge, the prophet. He's a prophet. I can't believe it. It's here and now. It's utterly tragic. And I'm not helping as being one of the smart people who's not reproducing. <laughs> oh, boy. That's me in the opening scene. Yeah, we're going to have kids it's someday. Okay, I've reproduced twice for you already. Thank you. So thank you. Even. Yeah, you've taken. You've at least had one on my behalf. Thank you. <laughs> The man who and you named your cat after one of my kids. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I'll continue. The man whom police and Taco Bell employees were unable to identify because of poor quality video surveillance footage called the Taco Bell around 4 a.m. demanding for more meat for his chalupas, the police report stated. When manager Cynthia Thompson told the customer she would be unable to accommodate his request because the restaurant was closing, she said he replied, that's all right. I'll just come and redecorate the place. Oh. <laughs> wow. Shortly after, a gasoline odor was traced to just outside the drive-thru window where Thompson oh, found a fire no. and a melting plastic bottle filled with liquid, which the Albany Fire Department identified as a Molotov cocktail. Police have filed a request to subpoena the Taco Bell location's phone records in an effort to identify the suspect. The restaurant does not have caller ID. <laughs> Taco Bell did not immediately respond to a request for comment. It's the second such incident in the past two months for the fast food chain. And uh, then it uh, refers back to our previous Taco Bell news where the guy uh, pulled out a shotgun uh, because he didn't get the hot sauce he had requested. Oh, wow. The guy, that guy was faces up to 10 years in prison, the guy that, uh, that pulled out the shotgun. So there you go. Wow. Thank you. I wonder if he gets the 10 years, if he's going to think every day. I would, I'm glad I did that. I did the right thing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Over, or if they'll like, you know, somebody that like, you know, avenges point. the death of a loved one, they'll sit there in prison like, that's okay. I needed to do that. This guy's going to sit in prison because of hot sauce. Because of fucking hot sauce. My God. This guy is going to sit in prison because of hot sauce. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, and really, I mean, if it's, if it's about like sitting and thinking about what you've done, I think 10 years is definitely more than enough to, to come up with the answer on that. Gosh, I would say a week you'd think, shit, that was dumb. But <laughs> 10 years for that? What a fucking fool. Did you ever see Scared Straight from the 70s? Uh, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like It was like a two-hour documentary special thing where they took these kids from New Jersey to the state prison and they had the prisoners who were lifers uh -huh. talk to them and tell them to clean up their act because they were all juvenile delinquents uh -huh. and this went and oh my god it's the best thing ever you and greg would love it i'm sure greg like owns it, or <laughs> it a bunch of times but he popped this one guy he pops his eyeball out he's like i got a glass eye because i was shanked in the oh. shower right in my eyeball and he's popping it out gosh is it like an after school special type thing Yes. Oh, okay. And it's like really like it's uncensored and it sounds great. Yeah, what they call raw. I totally want to see it because because <laughs> like after school this so these were real ones whereas after school specials were scripted demonstrations of stuff, right? No, this is completely it's like documentary yeah. style. It's so great. That stuff like when I was a kid, I saw 
some it wasn't an after school special but it was just like this small thing i saw in between tv shows where this girl had taken acid and she was freaking out and saw tarantulas all over herself and i'm so afraid oh. of spiders that i was like there's no way i will ever take acid because if i you know i hear how great it is but if i thought there was any chance that i would think there were spiders on me i would fucking kill myself because i'd just exactly. freak out I'd, I'd really completely freak out so yeah that's kept me off acid so those things can work not always but they can no. such a crap shoot it is a crap shoot high for me well uh i guess uh i guess on that note we'll wrap things up so thank you all for listening you can listen to any supplementary material from today's episode at dongtini.com like us on facebook at facebook.com slash dongtini and subscribe on <laughs> itunes and we're also on stitcher radio so you can download that app to your iphone or smartphone or whatever fucking phone you have and uh, listen to us at your convenience so until next time bye stephanie bye so Now, fuck!